I guess I will. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Full Proof. This is our Bourbon Heritage Month episode. The only real Heritage Month that matters. So you can get rid of your Black History Month. Your Gay Pride Month. And it can just be Bourbon Heritage Month. Yeah. Gay Heritage Month. We believe in bourbon heritage, not gay heritage. If you could be all Jack, it's back on the show. Welcome I'm to Full Proof, Episode 6. You guys excited about this one? I'm excited. Oh, I'm yeah. not excited we're filming it on Tuesday, so I don't feel like I can drink bourbon while we film it. But So you're not drinking bourbon right now? I. Maybe if we get far enough into the show, I'll be so entranced by the history of bourbon that I'll want to, but mm. it's Tuesday. That is disappointing. You might think I'm drinking water. I'm just drinking moonshine now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tricking you all. It's like a, it's like a psyop here. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm tricking. I'm playing mind games. Yeah, it's like a kid at school with a water bottle getting hammered. <laughs> I'm like those kids in sixth grade that ran around with the vodka water bottles. Yeah, I don't. That wasn't sixth grade. That was like eleventh grade. But if that was there sixth was, grade for you, I'm concerned about what your sixth grade was like. There was kids at uh, a certain middle school around us in Batavia. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't. That doesn't, nah, that doesn't count. We didn't go. That there. doesn't count. Those kids are. Those kids are stupid. Yeah, those are degenerates. That doesn't count. <laughs> they all ended up degenerates, unlike us. Having a podcast on a yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah, having a podcast and drinking on Tuesday night. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're the infinitely opposite. better than them, yeah. Infinitely. Infinitely. Of course. Yeah, of course. Educated, that's what you call that. <laughs> yeah, well-educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Responsible human beings. So, how would we like to kick this off? Who would like to share their first story? We're going to share a bunch of stories about bourbon in honor of Bourbon Heritage Month. And then we'll have some commentary on them. Just like our normal foolproof. We'll have a bunch of stories and we'll have some commentary. I can get started if you guys would like. Go ahead. My story is about the thing I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking Moonshine from Dawsonville Distillery in Dawsonville, Georgia. I've had that. It tastes like corn. It tastes like corn. It's basically corn whiskey. It tastes we, like corn. We we bought it as a mixer thinking it was going to taste like vodka, and it it's does not, not taste like vodka. It tastes no, like it's corn. It's not that kind of moonshine, no. 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 There's moonshine that you can mix. That It tastes like sweet corn. It tastes but, like cornbread. But like, but, like, if you took a piece of sweet corn, and then you poured gasoline around it and let it kind of, you know, <laughs> marinate for a little while. Marinate. Yeah, marinate in the gas. And then you took out the corn and then just drank what was left. That's about what it tastes like. It's accurate. Jake's really Jake's it too. It'll get you drunk, but Jake can attest. Yeah, Yeah. I concur. So cheers. I concur with that assessment. Yeah, it's a. It's something. It is something. So, um, the reason I'm drinking this is because it has uh, something to do with the. I mean, Bourbon Heritage Month. Um, One of the great things about 
whiskey and bourbon in the U.S. is that it was highly illegal for a while. Oh, look at Jack's got bourbon. Jack's got bourbon. Um, Jack's doing a little wild turkey 101. Jack's got some old Forester. This is he's doing a little bourbon tour. It keeps it keeps not showing it. It doesn't like the black label. Oh, there it goes. Evan Williams. Evan Williams. But not only is this Bourbon Heritage Month, this is also the 75th year, uh, 75th anniversary of NASCAR. And um, well, NASCAR's, you know, most well known for driving in circles and and turning left and turning left. Exactly. They're also known. And I think actually I figured it out, Jack. The only the reason they, they could only turn left is because they're all too drunk to turn right. Yeah, it's a I simplified version a, of racing. It's a simplified version of racing. And yeah. the reason is, is because back during Prohibition, back, you know, af, a little bit after Prohibition, when there was the ATF and they were all lame and the government wanted to crack down on illegal alcohol and all this other lame stuff, um, the illegal liquor business was booming, especially in Dawsonville, Georgia, which became one of the first you know, places that NASCAR that became the birthplace of NASCAR racing. Um, Dawsonville, Georgia is home to Hall of Fame Tina owner Raymond Parks, who ran one of the largest liquor operations in the South. And if you go there today, there's a small distillery called Dawsonville Distillery. And they have a race car front. And then inside you can go buy Moose Shine um, and some whiskey. And the reason is, is because the Virginia drivers and this and the drivers in the South, they were moonshine runners. They drove, they basically, you know, emptied out their cars of anything that was other, I think it was anything other than the driver's seat. So they could just load up cars with basically illegal alcohol and then they'd run them all across. They'd run the moonshine all across the Southern states. So that led to obviously them being chased by the police and led to, the famous, um, these famous drivers escaping and evading the police, and that led to these drivers becoming some of NASCAR's first and greatest drivers of all time. And they would like do all sorts of crazy things to their cars too. They'd like um, they'd modify their cars uh, to. Uh, to be able to carry the extra weight of the moonshine. Like that's like a, like people do that nowadays just for looks. Imagine doing that so you could carry extra alcohol. I'm going to have a car that's modified just to carry extra alcohol. I'm going to do it. Maybe to prevent drunk driving too. Maybe I'll get a Tesla that drives for me so I can drive not under the influence. That takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it takes the excitement out of it. Yeah, how are you supposed to get better unless you practice? That's true. Yeah. But that's America right there in a nutshell. One of our favorite sports in the South was born from running moonshine across the... Yeah, and the, then Dan, the Southern Danica States. Patrick came along and ruined it. And then the women came in. <laughs> yeah, Danica Patrick can't do that shit sober. No, she can't. I think the greatest drivers of all time were definitely drunk, though. Oh, yeah. You know, Dale, like, Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt was fucking blasted. You can't tell me he wasn't. There is no way Dale 
ever travel sober. Mm-hmm. I like mean, John, I think John I Daly think, behind the wheel. Well, drinking and driving was actually invented by them. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it had to be right. I mean, there's no way they didn't drink their own supply. No. If you're evading the police without like hundreds of gallons of moonshine in the back of your car, you're you're not telling me you're not drinking. Yeah. It probably started with some guy that was, I don't know, was shocked seeing the cops coming up behind him, then took a shot of the took a shot of the whiskey, psyched himself into a trying to escape. I don't know. That might be the first first instance of it. I mean, they would just, like, I'm pretty sure they just, like, light the moonshine on fire, like, malt off cocktails and throw mason jars out their window behind at the cops. I'm pretty sure that's how they evaded them. Uses the gasoline. Yeah, I mean, just, like, to just appear out of pure evasion, evasion tactics. You know, instead of throwing them through, you know, Versace store windows, they were throwing them out the window at the cop cars. So, whiskey story one. How NASCAR became the greatest sport in America. How driving left becoming became amazing. And also, we do have to give um due due credit to the fact that I'm pretty sure whiskey has enhanced everybody that's ever watched NAS a NASCAR event. Like I don't think you can watch a NASCAR event and not be so like and not be slightly intoxicated, you know? Yeah. You have I mean, to be in, you have to be intoxicated to you'll watch. You'll go to NASCAR sleep by lap 20 if you're not, right? So It's impossible. You go deaf and then what? You just sit there and you watch cars go around in a circle and turn left. And turn left, so you got to you've got to like have something to amp you up a little bit. I guess. I don't know. These NASCAR fans are crazy. I just assume that, you know, all of them are Drinking the moonshine that makes you go blind or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it is kind of sad <clears throat> that it used to be Need for Speed, a hot pursuit, and now it's just NASCAR. Yeah. Basically, like, we started NASCAR with GTA. Yeah, but that's it's, basically it's, what NASCAR was. It was GTA. I think NASCAR would be way more fun if they just let like a cop loose on the track too. You know, yeah. and then, and then tried just to like tried, over. tried spinning people out as they race. Like that'd right. be way more fun. It would be way more fun. Oh, like, absolutely. All, all the drivers are drunk. Also, like they all have whiskey in their car and they're all drunk. And then the police chase them. I think that would be way more entertaining. If it was like Take the a blood Atlantic. alcohol test before, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you like you have to blow. <laughs> you have to blow illegal to drive in order to get in the car. <laughs> I think that's if it's not over .08, you can't get in the car. It'd be like a, it would be like a demo derby on steroids. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. It would basically be like the Atlanta Highways. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what it would be. It would be like the Atlanta Highways and the yeah. GSP. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what I have a I mean, feeling. That's I mean, how that's, the Atl- that's Atlanta. Hennessy, High- that's Hennessy, but I guess the same idea. Yes, that is Hennessy. That has nothing to do with whiskey. The Atlanta highways are fueled on Hennessy <laughs> and Old English. Yeah. Yes. All five lanes going 100 miles an hour each. Yeah. Have you seen – I think I've sent you guys some of those, like, cop – like, like uh, high-speed pursuit things going through the Atlanta, like, downtown. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the one where the cop, the cop jacks up that kid. I forgot. Oh, the one where he makes him flip. Oh, yeah. And then they got pissed. They're like, they were a bunch of young kids. Young kids going 140 through traffic, flipping other cars. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. That was a cool video, though. It was cool. I, you know, and I think that is born out of the spirit of NASCAR. I think it's born out of the spirit of bootlegging. Now it's just illegal, you know, drugs, which is slightly different than <laughs> illegal whiskey. That's actual, actual degeneracy. It's actual degeneracy, <laughs> which, you know, the ATF needed to learn how to dial it back. The ATF's a joke. They were they were actually, I think they were racist. They they were they were founded on racist roots. How so? How so? Let me tell you. Story. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um the top uh, so this is a prohibition story. The top booze buster um during prohibition was named Einstein. So he was a freaking genius. And this freaking genius decided that he was going to ruin people's lives by telling them they couldn't drink booze. Um, and so uh, after the U.S.'s uh, booze supply had been cut off, um, this left you know criminals like Al Capone to um, take full advantage of the situation and, you know, sell their own uh, liquor so there was this guy named einstein and his name was he was known as uh, is he was isidore his first name was isidore but he was known as izzy einstein he was a former postal worker um and like most postal workers he sucked um and einstein rapidly became famous for using his average joe look to access the speakeasies at the time um and then he would basically go into these speakeasies and bust people in um, in um, cahoots with he, – he was in cahoots with the ATF uh, or the uh, – aka the biggest group of losers on the planet. Um, and he would – he arrested the most, I think, people. He helped arrest the most people during Prohibition. But he would go in like with different freaking disguises. Um, he was known to go in. He was a German pickle packer, which basically means he was just German Hitler. Um, he would go in as um, a bunch of different things. But one of the things he would go in is he would dress up as black. He would do blackface. He would dress up as black men in Harlem. And he would Whoa. go into speakeasies and he would bust people for drinking because he was a loser. But not only that, he was a racist because he did blackface. So I think we need to acknowledge the fact the ATF is a bunch of racists that do blackface. And this is grounds for them to be abolished. And I think all the the liberal um, cancelers out there need to get a hold of this clip and cancel the ATF for being a bunch of racist losers. Well, yeah, I mean, blackface, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. He was that's impersonating yeah. impersonating a black person. That's in, that's worse than impersonating a cop. Yeah, or impersonating a white person. Yeah, how? Yeah, white person would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't the know. The ATF does blackface. The ATF does blackface. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Justin, Justin Trudeau got many canceled for that. Why doesn't the ATF? Why doesn't? Because the ATF's above the rules. They make apparently. the rules. Apparently. Hmm. So. I just want to make that known to all the people out there. ATF is um, racist assholes. Wow. Well, speaking of above the rules, uh oh, you guys know Jake's that, got a story. Uh, did you know that Congress during Prohibition had their own personal bootlegger? What? So, yeah. So there was um, he's known as the Man in the Green Hat. That's what they arrested him in eventually. Um, they set him up with an office actually outside the Capitol. He was referred to a couple Congress members through a third party acquaintance. And he actually had Capitol Police escort escort him throughout the Capitol. Um, and that was where he would deal directly with the Congress members. It's just, it's it's a crazy, crazy story, but um, he eventually was arrested and then came forward and went public with it. He claimed claimed that he had serviced over eighty percent of Congress members. Um, with he was alcohol. servicing them. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. that was that was his, his work. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> job. <now. laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I guess there's a double yeah. meaning to it. Maybe that's what he wanted to wanted yeah. to get across. He serviced them one way or another. <laughs> pretty but sure yeah. Nancy's servicing them now. If you... <laughs> but if I mean, if you think that's a high number, there's some credibility to it. I mean, we're going off of his word. But Congress, oh. after his trial, did obtain um, the his client list, and it was never released to the public. So apparently, it was if it wasn't eighty percent, it was still too much for. Uh, it was like the Epstein. Yeah, I was gonna list. say we, that's kind of what I was. Where they I was gonna go they won't even it, tell yeah. us how many of them were drinking, let alone how many of them were going to Epstein's <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about like the insider trading and whatnot in Congress and think it's a novel thing or at least that's how i thought of it but yeah it's really been uh been going on since then and probably earlier being above the rules it is it, it is wild to me that we like i mean if you look at like prohibition like that we even had a prohibition because i don't think anybody was really for it except the losers that were mm -hmm. the same people that like started the women's suffrage group and they're just like yeah we're gonna like push for this yeah. And all of a sudden, we had a ban on alcohol for 13 years, which is kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, that was that was part of the reason that he actually came forward with it, was that, um, like, he would have, they would just allow him to roam free throughout the Capitol. So he'd sometimes sit in on the congressional hearings, and he'd hear, hear the politicians railing against the alcohol and prohibition, mm -hmm. or uh, pro-prohibition. Pro and it was the same people that had enacted it in the first place yeah. that were uh, um, that were buying the buying the liquor from them. So that was what I guess gave him the impetus to come forward with it was the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, I mean they were always losers. I'm pretty sure that the people that started this were just. I mean, they were the the people the people that really started the movement were just super highly religious. They like wanted to change the Bible and stuff. They were like, "Oh, Jesus didn't drink wine; he drank grape juice and all this other stuff." So they tried to like rewrite the Bible. They were kind of wild. Yeah, it was probably a bunch of Karens that were like, 
our husbands are drinking. We can't allow this. It actually started because actually all the men in the towns <laughs> were going out and spending all the money they made in the factories at the local saloons on like women and booze. Yeah, and then coming home and beating the shit out of their wife. <laughs> yeah, too, but, uh, uh, that wasn't mentioned in the history books. Say, yeah. <laughs> but but that's why it came about because basically that the people from the 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 um what do they call that? The I think it was called the Temperance Movement. The temperance movement were like, you know, this isn't good, it's ruining families, all these men are wasting their money away, blah 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 blah. Yeah, typical Karen's. Um, and so then that's why they tried to get rid of alcohol because the alcohol was distributed at these saloons. And it, it was interesting though, cause they didn't ban alcohol. They just banned the consumption of alcohol in, um, or the, the sales of alcohol in public places. So you could buy alcohol like at the pharmacy. So you could buy your bourbon at the pharmacy and take like three shots. You can go down to the pharmacy and say, Hey, sir, I'm feeling a little under the weather today. And he just like hand you a triple shooter and you just knock back a few glasses and you'd be on your way. So basically the, the pharmacies became the bars, but I mean, that'd be cool now instead of taking shots of, you know, poison to the to dome and get Bronnie James, do you get, you know, shots of bourbon? Is this about Bronnie James? <laughs> you know, Bronnie James, you don't want to end up like Bronnie James. Who's Brownie James? Who's Brownie James? Exactly. Exactly. That's what this podcast wants to hear. Yeah, who the fuck is Brownie James? (laughs) Brownie Schmowney. Whatever. (laughs) Definitely not uh, the son of an NBA star that died because of something that... He didn't die. He's chilling. He is. Him and and, uh, DeMar Hamlin are fucking... Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Him and DeMar... Oh, that James. Yeah, that James. They're they're not dead. They're not dead. No, they're still living. Damar Hamlin, Hamlin tweeted about Coach Prime this week. So yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Hey, Colorado, fucking that was awesome. Deion Sanders is so, so sick. Yes, who's De- that? Deion Sanders. Oh my Tom. I'm not. I don't watch sports. Tom, you don't even Unless know who Ronnie James is. Oh my. I know Ron. Brown and James is now. I just didn't recognize the the reference. You Does will, it <clears throat> you will hear being out in Cal- you're out you're out in Wyoming, right? Mm-hmm. You'll hear about him soon. Oh, Prime is bro. Prime, one of the one of the greatest athletes of all time. Prime time, prime time. You don't make dollars. It don't make sense. Yeah, he's sick. Also, Travis Hunter's sick. The the clip of like the TCU little frat boys screaming at him that he's overrated, and then <laughs> and then he just fucking slams that interception right in their face. It was fantastic. As an yeah, SMU getting, fan, getting completely awesome. off topic, that was one of the greatest. That was this, dude, Travis tra- Hunter's stat line that game playing wide receiver and corner. Unreal. I, I wonder if I could find that video. I saw the so good. Yeah, that was such. Um... Also, Shadur Sanders is fucking crazy. It was, it was one of the most exciting games this weekend. That was one one of the better college games I've seen. Yes, absolutely, and um, 
I mean, there was there was a lot of blowouts this week. There was a few DC games. Yeah, there were a lot of blowouts. Clemson was a cool a cool oh, one yeah. to see just get trashed. LSU. Clemson LSU. is not good anymore and no, has been for a while. Yeah. So it was good to see them get knocked out of seventh. And yeah, then, I fucking um, hate Dabo Sweeney. And then, off. Yeah, and then um, Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean, they were only up by a touchdown at half. Yeah. I think only scored one more. The rest of the game. Yeah. I think they're frauds, too. What was the other game? There was another one that I watched. Oh, well, the Florida State game, that one kind of – I mean, I didn't think LSU was going to win by that much, but, you know, Florida State came out of the second half like they were ready to just destroy people. I think they'll be better than people think this season. So we'll see. Texas and Bama will be a good one this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. Maybe we'll have a sports segment on the Full Proof Podcast. We should. Mm-hmm. I'll evaluate Lamar Hamlin's play compared to last year. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll evaluate him just in general. See if he's real. If it's really him, he's Maybe. suddenly he's suddenly right-handed instead of left-handed. <laughs> he suddenly doesn't have any of the tattoos that he used to have. He, yeah. he sounds completely different. It was it was it was a life-changing moment, guys. Tomorrow Hamlin's like six inches shorter. It knocked the tattoos off his body. Someone goes for a tackle, pulls the dreads off. It's a wig. (laughs) (laughs) It's a white guy. (laughs) An ATF blackface. Yeah, it's an ATF blackface moment. (laughs) It's it's freaking it's freaking Izzy Einstein from the from the the thirties. He came back as Demar Hamlin. (laughs) That would be absurd though, because Demar Hamlin's alive. No. Lamar Hamlin and Bronny James. They're still kicking it. Yeah, they're chilling. They're doing great. Hmm. Jack, you have some stories for us, don't you? I have yeah, I have a little video for us. Would you like to share your little video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you share the sound. No. So this is from the this is from the Netflix series Heist, right? Correct? Yeah. Do you want to watch the heist one first, or do you want to watch the funny one first? Well, you got heist pulled up, so we can okay. watch heist first. So this is – give us a little background here. Okay, so Netflix did, like, a documentary on different, like, major heists around the U.S. that aren't that popular. And this one is about um, a, kind of a ring of thieves that popped up around the distilleries in the Kentucky Valley and, like, how um, – how much money they were actually stealing and how they like all of the employees knew about it, but just never said anything because it was like a culture of don't ask, don't tell. Mm. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty crazy story. At that time in my career at Buffalo trace, I was making around 15 to $16 an hour. It'd be like working in a bank or say Fort Knox, with a vault wide open with no guards. Then you got people going, hey man, I'll give you this for this. And then what they give you is two times more what you made in two weeks and it's tax free. And it comes down to, is your conscience gonna say, hey man, it's it's your choice if you take it, you're the one's gonna feel bad. A lot of people look at, oh, I wouldn't do that. 
really. I called over, I said, I'll help you out. Watch this. It's, so it's it's extremely good, yeah. So if you if you haven't gone to see this, go watch it now. Heist. Right? It's a uh, heist. What episode? What episode of the season? Uh, what ep- What season? What episode? It's the last. Last, last two. Yeah, it's a two parter. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's the last two in the heist. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, it's about Pappy Van Winkle, which is probably that's the main one. But they were also stealing from like what. Was it Buffalo Trace that they're Buffalo also stealing Trace. from? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, Buffalo yeah. Trace was the one they were stealing full barrels out of the inventory, mm, okay. and then just marking them out of the inventory and selling the full barrels to like rich people. That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so there's just like huge bats of missing inventory, and no one was doing anything on either at either distillery. That's they were literally insane. forklifting barrels out into pickup trucks in the loading dock, and then just take them out of inventory and no one was saying anything that's insane yeah i mean buffalo and and two is this is buffalo trace we're talking about so buffalo trace is probably um in the last 10 years the most popular uh yeah bourbon brand on the market and the most highly allocated so like we're talking about like uh so the base buffalo trace is is fairly reasonable um you can buy MSRP for the base Buffalo Trace, you know, for like a 750 milliliter bottle. It's like 25 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But you go and you go to a lot of the local liquor liquor stores because of the allocations, even a bottle of Buff- like the standard Buffalo Trace will go for double its value. So it'll go for 50 bucks for a 750. Yeah. But like the Pappy Van Winkle, which is also made by Buffalo Trace, that stuff goes for... I think MSRP is like two fifty a bottle, but that stuff actually goes for three thousand, four thousand dollars on the secondary market. So this is massive, massive money, and that's just yeah. for seven fifty milliliter. No, so imagine that's, taking two and three cases. That's of it. one of these. That's yeah. one of the like that's insane. Mm-hmm. So you you take a barrel, which is roughly two fifty to three hundred bottles of Buffalo Trace. You know, do the math there. That's a shitload of money, um, especially like. If you're taking a barrel, that means it's a single barrel, which is a um, usually there's a markup on single, but like a, a single barrel, because usually what they do with the Buffalo Trace is they'll take it, they'll dump it into a vat, they'll mix it to the flavor profile they want, and then they'll bottle it and sell it. Usually they're not taking it directly from the barrel and bottling it. So like a single barrel Buffalo Trace, if you're lucky, you'll get it for like 35 bucks. So if you're taking 35 times 3,000 or 300, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yep. So I mean, they they yeah. said that when the police showed up to arrest him at his house, when they pulled up like to the street, they could smell the whiskey from the barrels sitting in his garage in the backyard, just <laughs> from like the front of his house. So, so you can smell it in the so, air. So how did he get it? Like, did he, like, have, like, a forklift set up to get it out of there? How did so, he get it out of there without anybody finding out? So in that area, like, everyone that lives there works at these distilleries. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only job. It's the only have. job. Yeah, we talked about that on the Bourbon Podcast. Like, so, I, th- I think 20,000, yeah. pr- most, yeah. I think if you look in the central Kentucky area, it's, like, 30,000, 40,000 jobs. Like, yeah, it, there's, like, 30 or 40, and almost all of them are just yeah. bourbon, and that's it. But like the problem was that all of those people grow up together 
mm-hmm. and that's like that's their community and it's it's a pretty tight-knit community because there's not very many of them mm-hmm. and they all work there and so it was like him and all of his softball teammates that he played with all worked at different distilleries so he was able to go to just buffalo trace and his friend that was a forklift operator there would just go grab a barrel put it in his truck and he would just drive past the security guard and no one said anything because it was like it's the type of community where like one no one would think you're doing anything wrong and two if you are doing something wrong like no one's gonna tell on you because yeah that's not that's not how it how it works there it's it's a good old boys yeah 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 so they and they were all profiting off of it because he was splitting it with the people that sure. were helping him every time he was stealing a barrel and selling it. And then he would like take it to the city or take it up north and sell it to rich clients there. Mm-hmm. And and when we when we talk about this, I mean Buffalo Trace, let me just look this up. Because you might say, well, how is it possible that he was able to steal a barrel of Buffalo Trace? This seems a bit ridiculous. For those of you who don't know, Buffalo Trace makes like um i'm looking at the barrel output daily it's insane um they make per day 2264 barrels per day that's so that's Uh insane so like if one barrel goes missing every couple weeks yeah who's gonna notice Who's gonna know that? Especially I mean, when it's just deleted from inventory. Right? I mean, that doesn't exist anymore. That's eight thousand two hundred and twenty-four barrels every year. Mm-hmm. That's almost a million barrels of whiskey every year. If yeah. one goes wow. away, you're not gonna miss it. So, no. like from from his perspective, I mean, it is yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what they all thought. They all know what the distilleries are making there, right? Those people aren't wealthy that no. work there. It's just no. the best jobs that are there. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone even thought anything of it at all. Yeah. Did the guy go to jail for it, or it's yeah. just the documentary? Oh, okay. Yeah, he did. How long did he? How long did he get for that? I curious. don't remember. It was actually pretty. I'm pretty sure it was pretty severe. Yeah, if I remember right, he might have gotten what was out his, of like. Do you know what his total like? Um, what the I total think it was in the amount? hundreds of thousands, like five hundred thousand or something. So it was. Uh, what do they call that? A. Um... I think he was able to get it lowered because he had, like, a family and kids and stuff. Um, yeah. And, like, it, it kind of wasn't, like, all him. But, I mean, watch it and you'll find out. But Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty – I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah, no, you don't think of, like – I don't know. It seems like such an old-timey theft to be happening in, like, modern America. Heisting barrels of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like, of, it's, it's... – it's pretty like, like we're back in like the bootleggers like time or something. Like yeah, that. you don't think yeah. of, you don't think of something like that happening anymore. Like you yeah. assume that like some computer somewhere, someone in a corporate would like catch that maybe. But yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's kind of wild. That's insane. Wow. Well, on a less serious note about whiskey, do you want to watch the other one I have? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see the other one that you got. Oh, I think I, it's Trevor Wallace. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is going to be good. I drink whiskey because I am better than everybody. I love bourbon because of how smooth it is. <laughs> what is this, only aged for two years? Get this toddler out of here. Somebody called daycare. Oh, your favorite whiskey is Jameson, huh? What's it like peeing sitting down? That was good, huh? 
Do you drink Jameson? I'll, I'll drink Jameson. I'll drink anything. <sighs> this one gives subtle tones of cedar oak, burnt BMW leather seats, and swinging at the bouncer. No, you can't smoke in here. <sighs> you smell that? That is the smell of my dick not working tonight or any night. It's been seven years. Whiskey for me isn't even about the taste. It's about how much memory can I erase? Hopefully everything. I sent a lot of bad messages to good people last night. You ever drunk text Papa John's? He responds. <clears throat> Reminds me of my days at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Do I like my whiskey on ice? What is this, a goddamn musical? Pussies on ice, starring you. If it ain't 12 years or older, I don't want it. Wait, that sounded bad. Can we not put that in the video? I like my whiskey neat. Needs everyone's attention to how fucking manly I am. I thought we said this was apple juice. This is real? Good lord. Let me go find a Dr. Pepper. But we can, we can cut all this out, right? This gives notes of rich mahogany, John Deere tractors, and a divorce. Bourbon, it's in the spelling. Bon or boner. Something I'm not getting tonight. Whiskey dick, or as I call it, the bourbon blues. Jack Daniels? <laughs> I remember when I was a sophomore in college. Well, not really because of all the Jack Daniels, but you get the joke. I don't drink bourbon for the taste. Well, I used to until bourbon burnt my taste buds. This shit is 100 proof. You could start a damn Yamaha with it, which I have. Do I drink Jack and Cokes? <laughs> you better be talking about Jack Daniels and that silly little stuff you snort on the weekends. The only mixed drink I have is muscle milk and whole milk. Yeah. I drink that shit because I'm a real man. Ow. I think I just tore something. Age for at least three years. That is still way too young for me. Well, anything under 18 is too young for me. I'm talking about alcohol. Uh, well, if it's alcohol, they gotta be over 21. I'm just not gonna put this in the video. I drink whiskey because drinking motor oil is frowned upon, but not illegal. Bourbon is best served smoked. And that's why we installed this giant jewel pod. It's not a jewel pod? Well, can we go find some jewel pods? I'm hammered. Wild turkey. <laughs> that's actually the name of my cop. <clears throat> Got the tip. Got the tip. Gobble, gobble. One of those subtle notes of s'mores, swisher sweets, and 3 a.m. text to your third grade art teacher. You up? You ain't getting frisky without that whiskey. This batch reminds me of the 2016 election because I'm feeling the burn. <laughs> What the fuck is even in this? Battery acid? Not that I can't handle it. But uh, if you have a Dr. Pepper. I like my whiskey like I like my woman. Locked up for 12 years. Yeah, my wife's in the penitentiary. She too swung at a bouncer. Except she connected. And uh, I ran. I can't wait for both of them to be ready. <laughs> do I put my whiskey on ice? What is this, a meth lab? I don't do anything on ice. I bring my own whiskey stones. <sighs> now that's a Jack and Coke. Not that I drink Jack, but you get it. Cheers. Yo, are you actually getting stones from the ground? Yeah, whiskey stones. Dude, you're supposed to buy them. Why would I buy stones when I can just get them from the earth? It's honestly not bad. It's kind of got like an earthy tone. Well, yeah, it's from the earth. Tastes like a rock climbing gym, a mint jewel pod, pebble beach, Moroccan fire ants, and terrible decisions. You're getting an infection. An infection? Hey, more pills for me, you know? I don't drink whiskey to be better. Ah, Trevor Wallace. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. He has some absolutely banger lines in there. He does. I like when he calls it a toddler. <laughs> and he's like, if it's not 13 and up, it's not old enough for me. And he's like, wait, wait. Yeah, it is pretty hilarious. Or when he, sa when he says, he's like, this shit is 100 proof. It can start a Yamaha. That was great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is like that... Um... 
with whiskey drinkers that there's that super pretentious person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where they start acting like it's when they start acting like it's wine. Yeah. That's always that always is like like you can smell it, but like there's I don't know. Like there's there's people are pulling like fucking like caramelized onions and shit out of the flavor (laughs) list. I'm like (laughs) what are you what do you smoke? They're like th- this tastes it's like, like this like this. They're like this tastes like a leather uh, couch seat. That's yeah. Been, when like, they say leathery and stuff, I'm like, what are you? Are you fucking licking sofas? What, how do you know? It? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make any. Same with thing with cigars. Like people, yeah. people pull like fucking the most crazy ass shit out of it. And I'm just like, no, it's just good tobacco, bad tobacco. I yeah. think whiskey's very similar. Whiskey's very similar. Like there's it's too th- strong to pull notes out of. Like I don't know. There's like yeah, yeah. there's very it's like so. I think like, you can pull general like flavor profiles like you out can of get, it. Like you can get like caramel or stuff like that. Yeah. But like or like you're sweeter like, whiskey. They're like this or, is they're, they're like yeah. this is this is a this is a dried cherry pit with a yeah, hint no. of anise. You're like. You're an ass. You can get spice (laughs) or sweet, and that's like that's as far as I would take it because I just don't understand how you can. You're just making it up, and then people are agreeing with you because you think you sound intelligent. There's no way. Like whiskey, there's different whiskeys that taste like different. Like I was, I was drinking like some whiskey over the weekend, like uh, doing like uh, what do they call those? Uh, A flight. Yeah, where I have like four whiskeys, and you can definitely taste the difference between the four whiskeys. Yeah, but like you can't, like in my mind, you can't really pinpoint like okay, maybe this, like you could say, oh, this one's a little sweeter, or oh, this one tastes maybe a little bit more fruity. But like you're not sitting there be like, ah, yes, this one has half a peach in it, but this one only has three quart. This one only yeah. has a quarter peach, but 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 three quarters apple and there's no. a little bit of spearmint in there as yeah, well it's insane to me when they're like peppercorn and walnut that's what i get from this <laughs> like really because it's just fucking rye rye in there like that's it i don't know yeah, where that's exa- coming from exactly exactly if you're not getting like oak spice or sweetness i don't know what fucking flavors <laughs> you're getting insane to me there's uh there's this guy on youtube and he does these um he does these videos where it's he watches he watches like uh bourbon reviewers tasting notes and then he takes all the ingredients that they say in their tasting notes and then he blends them together and makes like a fucking smoothie based off the flavors it's freaking hilarious i should you guys want to watch one i'll pull up a video uh, Jack, will you um give me the host uh, privileges? Can I have the privileges of being the host here? Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. Very cool. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Here. Let's see here. Okay. YouTubers tasting notes for Russell's Reserve 13. Russell's Reserve 13 was one of those bottles that I heard a lot of great things about last year, but I wasn't lucky enough to find one and I want to know what it tastes like. What better way to do that than to blend up the tasting notes of some bourbon YouTube reviewers. My name is TJ Gamble and this is Bruzel, which is basically just an elaborate scheme for me to drink bourbon on camera and try to justify it for a tax deduction, which should, in theory, increase my bourbon budget. Let's get into those tasting notes. 
I've searched the most popular reviews for Russell's Reserve 13 on YouTube, and it actually came up with two that were a tie, both at 34,000 views. Apparently, there are only 34,000 people on YouTube interested in this bottle. But the Bourbon Junkies were on top. They were served to me first, and they seemed like fun guys. So let's go with that one. Russell's 13 here is the new Russell's Reserve product realistically in market to compete with ECBP and Sang Jr. The proof isn't super high, right? 117, 114.8. We have to have some bourbon as a base. It's 114 proof. Pause. Imagine saying 117 proof is not realistically that high. Like, just imagine that. That's insane. I drink 117 proof bourbon and I literally go blind after two glasses. I don't, maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a wimp here, but that's just the reality of it. Sounds very high. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> it's fair. Yeah, it's um, obnoxiously. <laughs> so we're going to use a little old granddad one fourteen. Smells like. Down. Cherry flavored marshmallows. Happiness. Yeah. Rainbows and clouds, like white, like fluffy, puffy, like you could lay out on clouds. Is what I imagine smells like this, you know? Cherry, happiness, fluffy clouds, rainbow marshmallows. These Lucky Charms marshmallows are about as close to that as I could get. So let's throw some of those guys in there. We gotta make sure we have some cherry flavor, a little Starlino syrup. A lot of cherry. I was going to say cherry Laffy way. Taffy. In a good it's way. really sweet. Mm -hmm. Cherry Laffy Taffy. Oh, that was formidable. Dude, it's got that sweet oak, like baby sweet oak in it. Baby sweet oak. We've got some oak chips here for our cocktail smoker. Cinnamon, shockingly enough, is in this. Cinnamon. All right, I think that's everything. Let's blend all this up, see what it tastes like. So this did not blend very well. I don't know if you can really see it. You can see it here. It kind of blew pieces of marshmallow and the oak chunks all over the place. But we always try our whiskey neat in a Glen Cairn. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it looks like chocolate milk or mud of some sort. Smells like old granddad. I can get a lot of the things they were talking about, right? Not a lot of cinnamon, a little cinnamon, definitely some cherry flavor there. All right, so let's give this a try. Oh, a lot of cinnamon, a lot of cherry, a lot of nastiness, and chunky pieces, <laughs> chunky pieces of oak. I'm hoping Russell's Reserve is better than that. If that's what it tastes like, I probably just should pass on it. Makes me feel better about not having a bottle. So that's what I feel like every time I watch a whiskey review when they're like, uh, this definitely has some some hints of charred oak and it's Yeah, it's just someone at some point decided it. that's what that's what you could make tasting notes for whiskey and then everyone agreed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean it started where people really didn't even care what was in their glass. I mean, they were literally buying like bathtub gin yeah. during the prohibition. And then we ended up like this, all whiskey, yeah. whiskey snobs. Yeah. That's the worst. 
Yeah, I mean, they kind of ruin it. It's, uh, it's uh, not a... Uh, I don't know. It's okay to appreciate high-quality whiskey, but it's another thing to turn into, like, a wine sommelier again. Be a little fruit, be a little fruity, and yeah. definitely like you know, take it up the ass or vote for Michelle Obama for president twenty twenty four or something like that. You know, we're all part of the same crowd. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's like a, a special grouping of people. It's like the one percent of of Bert. Well, they're probably not even one percent. It's probably like ten percent of bourbon drinkers, and then you know all wine drinkers, and then IPA drinkers are definitely in there, and then you've got you know the classic liberal and and uh, Obama voters. Mm. Yeah. No, I uh, just watching that video it made me think about people who like are trying to talk about cards as if they know something about cards. And they're trying to say all this stuff, and you're just like, I don't think that works. Like, it doesn't have a visa. It's a no, that's not right either. No, that no, you need to try again there. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna stop talking right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like when people say four roses is like a high end, high yeah. end brand. <laughs> you know? like, that's a good one. They were like, you know what? I had this weekend out at the bar. I had this high class. I had this very high class bourbon. I, be, I bet you never heard of it before. It's called Four Roses. <laughs> <laughs> I had this fantastic wine out to dinner this evening. It was it was so good. It was it had a hint of oakiness. It was it was from it was it was called Josh. Josh, oh. you ever heard of Josh <laughs> oh, wow. Wine? Yeah, never. that's that uh, must be one of those exclusive ones that. Yeah, only, that's uh, that's an exclusive. Like the Sicilian Sicilian Mad Bosses. Hey. Get. That Josh, everybody knows that Josh Sellers is the only thing that the Sicilian mob bosses drink. Mm -hmm. Just like Four Roses is the only thing that bourbon connoisseurs seek, especially just the you know standard eighty proof. You know that's the real deal there. And if you're looking for something to drink every day, that's really high quality. Go for some Southern Comfort. That's yeah. the real. That's the real deal. Yeah, r rumor has it it wasn't the uh it wasn't Pappy Van Winkle they were trying to heist. It was uh it was, it was four roses. It was four roses in Southern Comfort. They just couldn't couldn't get a hold of it. it they was were too uh what's too what's... exclusive, too rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that uh what's that really cinnamony one? The one that tastes like a Frank's red uh, like a Frank's uh is it Frank's red hot? Hot oh. sauce. What is that? What is that? What yeah. is that? Freaking with fireball. Fireball whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireball whiskey. Yeah. Everybody knows that, that that fireball tenure is so good. I mean, that's just the real deal right there. Top notch. Top notch stuff. Right, Jack? Top fireball. notch. Top top notch fireball. Top notch. Sorry, Everybody. my friend, my friend just texted me that she wants donuts at 9 p.m. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, well, she just got back from drinking, so now I'm feeling better about myself wanting to start drinking bourbon. Now, you know, <laughs> I think this is um, this is the time when we can all justify having glass bourbon. It's Bourbon Heritage Month, Jack. Yeah, John. it would be it would be disrespectful to all the Americans that came before me that made bourbon what it is today. It is. It would be disrespectful. Just think about that. Think about that as you're not drinking bourbon. You're disrespecting everybody that's come before you. 
that's a real American. Speaking of which, by the time this podcast airs on the web, on the interweb, there will be t-shirts out back on our website. Our website was down for a while. Lifeline.com. You can buy one of these fantastic t-shirts. Bourbon. Made for real Americans. There will be a few other designs as well. You can go check them out at lifelineusa.store. Go check them out. Bourbon made for real Americans. I can't tell you how many people stop me when I'm out and about. And they're like, where'd you get that t-shirt? I love your t-shirt. It's a fantastic t-shirt. The only t-shirt that rivals this t-shirt for the amount of, I call it amount of stops in public. I'm starting a new like rating system to rate t-shirts that get me stops in public. This is number two right now. This bourbon made for real Americans. So if you want to be stopped in public, not by hot ladies, because it does not attract the hot ladies. No. Let me tell you. It's if like you buying want, a nice car. It's like, yes. It's you like assume buying, it's, it's going like, to get you bitches and it just gets you dudes that like cars. If, <laughs> if you plan on getting girls wearing the shirt, you will Sorry, not. Sorry, I didn't mean to say the B word. That's my yes, bad. Yes, that was inappropriate. How That's disrespectful you. towards women. How dare you? How dare All, you? All the women that listen to this podcast are going to be so offended when they hey, hear I looked at our de- hey, 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 hey. I looked at our, our demographics. demographics. <laughs> it's like 6% female. Yeah. Which is more Mich- than I that's, thought. That's Michelle Obama. It's Michelle Obama. It's Big Mike. So that's Big, Mike t- Big Mike tuned in for the last Fulproof episode. <laughs> no, but if, if you're looking for women, I would say my number one stopped in public t-shirt, if you're really looking for it, um, wear an Iowa Hawkeyes football t-shirt because apparently that's the t-shirt to be stopped by women at. I've been stopped by a good 25 people in the last three weeks wearing that t-shirt. I don't know why. but uh, it's- I prefer the Danny Duncan like I love moms t-shirt. I love hot moms. Yeah, I love hot moms works better than that. but Or virginity rocks or stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Duncan 69.com, right? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with him on it. I didn't realize he's made like 120 or $150 million off merch in the last five years. Yeah, he's like a he's like a he is the merch king. Yeah. $150 million just off merch. He just like understands retarded teenagers. <laughs> you know? You you remember those teenagers we were talking about at the beginning of this show at at a certain middle school in Batavia, Illinois? Yeah, that's who buys them. That's who buys those. But Danny Duncan got in their brains. He did get in their brains, and it's genius. No, it is. He figured out the key demographic, which is um, teenagers between the ages of twelve and what nineteen twenty that are white. That are white. And that have money, and that oh, have yeah, because that's that's and that have parents that have money. Oh, Aiden just Aiden just Aiden just said white people are rich, have intact families. Yes, exactly. Wow. Should I go further? That's despicable. You said they were educated. That's oh my. <laughs> check check your not, privilege right now. Not, yeah, not in jail. That. Not in jail. Check that. Oh my god. <laughs> What's wrong with being in jail? Nothing. I love how you can just say, like, things that are so clearly retarded. 
But like no one, if I raised my hand in college and was like, what's wrong with being in prison? No one would say anything. And that's, yeah. that's like insane. But if someone said that and I raised my hand, I was like, what's wrong with being a, what's wrong with being a convict? No one would say anything. They'd be so yeah. scared to like offend me somehow. Yeah. That's the beauty of 2023. You can say the stupidest stuff and nobody will respond because it's offensive to anybody. As we've discussed. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this week's uh, episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, drop us a like. Leave us a review or comment. Give us a follow. Mm-hmm. At the Green Dragon Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and True Social. And the Green Dragon Pod on Rumble and Twitter. And the Foolproof Pod which this is the foolproof pod. You can give us a follow on Rumble and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until next, be safe. Drink heavily. Fight for what you believe in. And most importantly, be a good American. God bless you.